it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey. That little uh, dweeby-looking kid. Judd Zolgad. He needs a cocktail in a hot tub or something. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Any sports show or hosts can make predictions, but these guys keep a record of theirs. Gentlemen, we are keeping score. Believing in their prognosticating abilities so much. Listen now as Phil, Judd, and Dave write that down. Write that down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Dad. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, gentlemen. We have a lot of things coming off the board here in our accountability session. A lot of things. Mostly bad things. I was going to say, my guess is that's not, that's not good for any of us and me in particular, nope. probably. If you're new to the oh, Write great. That Down segment, we are the only sports talk show, I think, in the country that does this, where we, we don't just make predictions. We keep track of our predictions. We have batting averages. We have slugging percentages. We are real geeks. We open it up for listeners. So we got a few listener predictions this week. So if you have any throughout the week, you can always email Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com and put your predictions on the record. All right. Let's start here. Let's start with let's start with Judd. You Judd had like you went in the same Wolves corner of the, like Predictionville and tried to kind of hedge. I'm just going to go through the Judd Wolves predictions. Yeah, I think I know where you're starting off. Here. With. Okay. You said the Wolves would be a 5 seed or higher at one point. I remember that. Then you went Wolves will finish as a five seed and win a playoff series. Uh, Wolves will beat the Thunder in the first round. Can't happen. I do remember that one. But you also said Wolves will win at least 45 games. I believe that was a preseason prediction. Okay. Uh, you said uh, about a month ago, Wolves will make the playoffs and Butler will return for them. Uh, you also, this is a good one here. You said, this is a, those are singles. This one's a double for you. By one game started, and it was the start, the keyword is start, because if it was games played, you would have lost this one. Mm-hmm. Devin Dubnik will start fewer than 60 games for the Wild. He played in 60, uh, see, but started 59. I've learned my lesson. Started 59. How to uniquely word things so I'm not always wrong. Yep, it's pretty good. All right. Uh, let's see here. Listeners predicted that Rory McElroy would win the Masters. That was Paul. We had a seven-pick WrestleMania parlay from Nate that went awry a couple times. <laughs> the dude predicted that the Twins would finish a sweep of the Mariners. That the uh, the dude also said the Wolves will finish with 47 wins and a five seed. Thomas F., I think it's a triple for this one. When the Wild were at their low point early in the year, he said they will bounce back to, to, to uh, gain 100 points in the regular season. Yeah! Oh, that's good. If that, if good that was November, then he deserves a triple fart. It was definitely... Because um, they were really scuffling. 
It might have been January, but they were scuffling. It was like right away, early on. It was the first week of listener predictions. Listeners need help. Let's give it to them. Um, let's see here. Uh, Dave had, yeah, it was a bad week for Dave, yeah. but that's fine. He's still dominating. Dave said the Wolves would win at least 12 games after the All-Star break. They won 11. No! Beat the bleeping Grizzlies! Come on, you losers! <laughs> uh, you said Judd would go 0 for 4 on his final four teams from a couple weeks ago. He actually went 2 for 4. But yeah, then impressive. But then whiffed on the championship uh, game. Uh, uh, you said the Wolves will win exactly 48 games, and at least two of their last few would be 25-plus point victories. Bubba Watson will win the Masters. Tiger will miss the cut at the Masters. You forced and me into that one. This one's my fault, too. You said I would beat Judd in Game Show Friday last week, and he dominated. I handed it to you. Dominated. Yeah, you're not doing Oof. so well in your Judd predictions, David. There might be another one on the board. So Yeah, there is. There's definitely one on the board, for sure. Is there really? I don't remember it. Yes, there's a you deadline. The, there's get, a deadline on it. You get the Blackhawks one wrong. You get, okay. All right. Judd's looking away. I can do the signal. I still don't remember, but okay, whatever. Okay. Tell me later. All right, all right. Um, I predicted Roman Reigns There's would beat signal. Brock Lesnar. That Jimmy Butler would shoot less than 30% in a loss to the Lakers. The Tiger Woods would win the Masters. But, but, finish strong. I said Chris Stewart would score 15 goals or fewer when he had seven of them after like the first, what, month of the season? Yeah, yep, got off to a great start. Little double for that. All right. Uh, And then I need a ruling on this. I'm saying triple. I said this last fall during the Vikings season that the Twins, Vikings, Wolves, and Wild would all make the playoffs by April, which I don't think has happened in the same eight-month stretch before. Mm -hmm. Triple. That's a lot of things going right. I mean, they're all, like, decent teams, but... Uh, I, I think Read I said that, I said that no I'm sorry I said that before the Twins made the playoffs. So you said the Twins. I said it before the Twins made the playoffs. So you said the Twins, Vikings, all four teams. Oh not, yeah, beside the yeah. Wings. Take, Take a triple. Take a triple. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. All right. So with that, the batting averages are Dave still with a heavy lead here, 368 batting average, slugging 711. Uh, Judd's at 298, slugging 596. I'm at 244, slugging 489. And the listeners are feast or famine. They're hitting 286 and slugging a hefty. 643. All right, I'm done. All right. Let's do this. Sorry. Write this down. Go ahead. All right. um, I don't have a real good feeling about the Wild tonight, but you can write this down. The Wild will beat the Winnipeg Jets in both games three and four at the X. So they're going to come back and they're going to win both their home games, games three and four. Uh, Game three is Sunday. At the X to at least, if nothing else, even the series or take a three-one lead. Yeah, exactly right. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. NBA parlay round one, an eight-series parlay, all of them right now, and I'm going to tell you it will be all chalk. (laughs) Seeds one through four in both uh, conferences will move on to the second round. Wow. Okay. That's um. If that happens, I think that's a home run. Just because there's like four fives and three sixes in the West is kind of weird. If that happens, that's a home run for Dave. I want to think You're about predicting it. eight different I'm series not sure I'm on correctly. Board with that. Any, I might be any kind triple. of an eight item parlay has to be a home run. If that's a parlay. That's a home run. Yeah, uh, I'll think about it. Write it down. You like writing things the down. Why don't you go on the record with an eight item? We'll give you I the know. advantage no, of I'm knowing going, the NHL I, results through the first couple games, and you I'm do an going eight to item spend NHL the weekend parlay. thinking about this might be a triple or a home run. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you think. Go ahead. You can't vote. 
Sure I can. That seems unfair. And we know Phil sits in the one chair, so he's really more important. <laughs> I mean, it's Mackie he's and He screwed Judd. up already. He yeah. goofed it up already. He didn't hit the right that down sounder until I had to motion he, towards him. You screwed up two different shows already. This you're is, lucky you're on a third. Oh, I, I don't take fault for those things. <laughs> I don't take any responsibility whatsoever. Right it's how I live my life. All right, let's right, go. Write this down. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Maurer hasn't driven in 90 runs in a season since the MVP he won in 2009. Yep. Write this down. Joe Maurer will drive in at least 90 runs this season for the first time since Ooh. his MVP year of 2009. Joe Maurer will drive in Brian Dozier and Byron Buxton at the bottom enough to get to 90 RBIs. Back to Jed. Write this down. I am going to give you a write that down involving the new University of Minnesota women's basketball coach, Lindsey Whalen. In fact, I'm going to give you back-to-back write that downs involving her, but here's the first one. The Lynx are going to win the WNBA title in 2018. Not a shock there. They've they've certainly had success. And Lindsey Whalen will then promptly announce her retirement as a player. I believe she already announced her retirement as a player, right? Didn't she say one more year? Is one uh, part I, of the press release? Uh, oh, I have to look at it. I think the golfers. I, I'm pretty sure I saw that yesterday. Let me look that up because I did not see. Uh, I did not see um, an end date put on her career. I, I just feel saw like she I saw that she was going to do one I've more got year the press with the Lynx right here. But anyway, which one? The Lynx one or the or the Gophers? The Gophers one. I definitely saw that. Maybe it was just speculated, but I definitely well, it might have been speculated because we can't have Judd doing this. Like I saw a report, and I'm going to make no, a prediction. No, this is thing, not. A, tried this to pull not before an, in no, this, this is not an. I saw a report. I'm giving you the stories that I've seen say have only said that she's going to, going to continue to keep playing and coaching. Okay. You and look so for that. We'll come back to you. I'm giving you a parlay. Right. On that. You look for that. We'll come back to you. Mm-hmm. Write this down. Write this down, Dave Harrigan. Yeah, I also have a Joe Mauer write this down prediction for the first time since I believe 2013. Joe Mauer will be at the All-Star Game this season. Wait. He will be an All-Star. Okay. (laughs) Is he going to be the bad boy? All right. (laughs) He will be at the All-Star Game. He'll travel there with his family. Yeah, he's just going to hang out for a while. Eat some popcorn. It'll be great. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. The Timberwolves, depressingly, will get swept by the Rockets. Go on the record there. The Timberwolves will get swept in four games by the Rockets. That's all I got. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. I All come right. with clarification from my second write that down. The press release from the Gophers reads thusly, as part of, of Whalen's agreement to become head coach, she will continue to play for the WNBA's Minnesota Lynx. Whalen announced in February she is retiring from international competition. Okay. so she, But that's been a thing for a couple of years. So now. the highlighted yes. paragraph. I'll bet you. Okay, I bet you're right on that. So, Okay, so you're going to go Lynx will win the title, and then Wayland will retire after the season. Correct. I had that exact prediction. I don't know if to make a different one. But I'm not done with my Lindsey Whalen write-that-down predictions. Oh, my. Because here is my third and final one for this glorious Friday the 13th. Lindsey Whalen will take the Gopher women's basketball team to the NCAA tournament in her first season as coach. So she'll win a championship with the Lynx, she'll retire as a player, she'll then begin her, her coaching career with the Gophers, and they will make the NCAA tournament next March. All right. and, th- and that's fair because like they just lost their best player to the WNBA. Write so this down. Write it, it down. You like writing things down. All right, back to Dave. Jason Zucker and Eric Stahl will each score a goal tonight. Okay. In game two, okay. Tonight. Fair enough. Can't wait for that. Not going to say they're going to win, but... The lead score. That line got four shots total two nights ago. They're so going to do much better. This that would evening. be great, David. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. All right. 
Um, I'm gonna. I don't think I'm on the record with this. So just to to go on the record, despite losing the first game of this series against the Jets, the Wild will win the series. The Wild will come back to win the series against the Winnipeg Jets. Let's get to some listener predictions here quickly, and then later on we have a scoop at the right top of the now. hour. Uh, listeners have three predictions for us, starting with this one. Brian emails Mackie and Judd at 15HireOnESPN.com. Kyle Gibson will finish the season with an ERA lower than Lance Lynn's. Lower ERA for Kyle Gibson. Write it down. You like writing things down. Uh, Justin emails with this prediction. Ryan Presley will be the Twins' closer going into 2019. And how about this one from Blake to cap it off? Write this down. Mm -hmm. Blake has a parlay involving Carl Anthony Towns. Mm -hmm. He says Carl Anthony Towns will reject the Wolves' max contract extension offer this summer. He will then sign a qualifying restricted free agent offer, which I think would be, like, that's procedural. Mm -hmm. And he'll play in either Los Angeles or New York with Jimmy Butler for his next stop. Oh! That would be amazingly depressing if you're a Rolls fan. That's a hell of a write that down, though. But there it is uh, from Blake, Brian, and Justin. Again, Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. If you want to go on the record, let's talk more about... uh, We had Lindsay Whalen on the show on Monday. Let's listen back to that audio now that we know she was clearly in Mark Coyle's office signing a contract when she played Possum on our show on Monday. Uh, Also later on, like I said, the scoop at the top of the hour. We'll get to Chris Singleton on Twins and Major League Baseball and Jim Brunzel with some Andre the Giant stories at noon. Uh, we have a 55-inch TCL Roku TV in our studio here. Uh, the access to streaming platforms is the best you're going to find anywhere in America right now. In fact, TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand, and they have uh, all kinds of sports platforms from your favorite major leagues like Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL. Also, watch ESPN and Fox Sports Go. Uh, so it's uh, if you're a sports fan, not only do you get the built-in Roku with all those streaming platforms and uh, access to Big Ten Network and things like that. You also get four times the picture quality of a standard 1080p TV. So if you if you don't if you're kind of skeptical, like I've had a flat screen TV for a long time, it's great. Take your 1080p HD TV and uh, and just kind of take a mental snapshot and then go into a major local retailer in the Twin Cities and stare at a 4K. TCL Roku TV, and you will notice an eye-popping difference. You can also visit TCLUSA.com. We're ready. Are you? The Mackie and Judd Show rolls on. Ready, master control? Ready, switch on. This is 1500 ESPN. Whaling off a beautiful feed from McCarville, and there's Whaling another three on the shot clock running out. Beautiful pass by Whaling to McCarville. Another beautiful feed by Whaling. Spectacular. Yeah, that's uh, that's like 14 years ago now too, right? 04. Yeah. 2004, Elite Eight against Duke. Yeah, trip to the Final Four. McCarville's tournament rebound record lasted until this past year when the Mississippi State Center uh, finally grabbed more rebounds over the course of the tournament. If I'm not mistaken, didn't uh, didn't that Gopher team make the run uh, to the Final Four in 2004, and then uh, a month after that, I believe Mauer made his debut as a Twins player. He made his Metrodome debut, right? Because they they made that run in March 2004. So, Sounds yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's that long ago. We're all really old. At least I am. Trivia. What seed were the Gophers? Hmm. They weren't. It probably... I looked up the record last night for that season. It wasn't... Like a two or a three? No. Whalen got I, hurt during the middle of that year. Broke her wrist or something like that. Missed a lot of time. Came right back before the tournament. They were a seven. 
A okay. seven they seed. They were a seven seed upsetting the one Duke to get to the Final Four. Even though they had at least two incredibly viable professional players eventually, right? Because McCarville stayed one more year and then yep. I think got drafted the year after that. Correct. Well, so Waylon, I'm I'm shocked. But I saw that news yesterday. I was in a meeting and, and I looked at my like Chris Chris Long had texted something. He goes, should have should have known by Waylon's answer on your show on Monday. And I was like, what? What is he talking about? Jump on Twitter. Holy crap. And they make the announcement. You got the press release in front of you, but so she's going to keep playing with the links. Yes. Although, I mean, she's in her mid thirties now. She turns thirty six next on May 9th. So it might make sense with that workload and being a coach. So uh, you were gone on Monday. Chris was on with us, and uh, and and Waylon's been a guest of this show on Mondays, and it's been awesome. We don't know. I'm. I'm we don't know what the because she just took a huge job, obviously, and she's going to get back into link season. So I'm not sure what the status of that's going to be. But it's been fun having her on. And we asked her two questions on Monday. The first question was, all right, there's all these rumors about Marlene Stallings and Texas Tech. What are your thoughts on that? And she kind of said, you know, well, Marlene's done a good job. It was kind of a diplomatic answer. And then we asked her, we'll just play this clip here. Is the question in the clip, Dave? I will play one that has the question. Okay, sounds good. Let's do that. This is what we asked her. Would you ever want to be a head coach at any level at some point when you're done playing? I mean... Yeah, I, I, at times I'm like, yeah, I think that would be, uh, you know, I think I would be, you know, okay at it just because I've played for all pretty much the best coaches right now in the women's game. Um, so I feel like I've learned a lot. And um, as a point guard, you're an extension of coach on the floor. Um, but, you know, I had a lot of fun broadcasting this year, doing some games and seeing the media side of things. So um, I would think, you know, probably, you know, coaching or broadcasting would be something that's, um, you know, interesting to me and something that I would, you know, look into when I'm done playing, uh, whenever that is. And, um, yeah, we'll just go from there. And, um, I mean, coaching, I know is, is a lot of work. I mean, most coaches put in a ton of work. So, um, you know, I have a lot of respect for all coaches and for everybody who, you know, dedicates that much time to, you know, the team and, um, the players on the team and making sure they're in their best possible, uh, situations on the floor. It's definitely a, it's definitely a tough job. Um, but yeah, like I, and like I said, I don't know. We'll just, Let's see what happens when I'm when I'm done playing. Okay, so first of all, and I just signed she, a five-year contract. If she knew that she was about to take that job, I'm not offended at all. Like you know, whatever. Like the news will come out when it comes out. But if she knew she was going to take that job when she answered that question, that's an amazing poker face. Well done, answer. Yeah, right. But I'm not surprised, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she's surprised. a she's a point guard. She's very very smart. She was a she she gave you a thorough response. Without saying, yeah, and you know what? I'm in Mark Coyle's office right now. I'm about to sign a five-year contract. In fact, you should look at this deal first, Phil. Do you think she what knew? What do you think of this deal? When she answered that question, which was about 72 hours before the news came out that she's the new coach. And in fairness, Marlene Stallings had not officially gone to Texas Tech yet. But, you know, I'm sure that, like, all those chess pieces were being moved do around. The do you think she knew that she was on the verge? Or that do you think the conversations had begun? Yet? Oh, yeah. I would say, in fairness to her, I would say that the conversations had definitely begun. They, they probably had some things to hash out as far as details. So yeah. so I would not say that she knew it was a done deal by any means. But, yes, the train was moving down the tracks. How about that? Without yeah, know, man, it, it had to be. I don't know. Good for her. That's good. If not, I, I mean, that, this hire, that by the way. took shape in 48 hours. I think this hire is fantastic. Well, to what she said to us, you know, about her potential as a coach, I mean, she acknowledged the hard work and the grind that it is and, and watching Cheryl Reeve, but she, so she's also played for Gino Ariema as a USA basketball player. Is is it f- pretty fair to say that Gino Ariema and Cheryl Reeve are the two best women's basketball coaches in the world right now? Huh. And she's or, basically, yes. a, could be a protege of both of them. That's a lot of pressure to put on her. Well, you got to be a hybrid of Gino Ariema and Cheryl Reeve. Good luck. I wrote a thing. Look, 
last night about this and got the response back, well, you don't know how hard coaching is and this could fail. Okay, yes, it could. Well, and, anything could fail. But, but, but here's the thing. For Coyle, this is a smart move. Okay, let's say worst case, it doesn't work. It's still a smart move. So, so PR-wise and from an excitement standpoint, you could conduct a lengthy search and and hire a coach who's been coaching for a long time, and there's a 90% chance the most of us are going to see that name and be like, oh, who's this, right? Or you could hire someone who's been around the game her whole life, who's a star here. People love her. She's very smart. She's going to be good, I think. Yeah. And and on opening night, guess what? A lot of us are going. Uh, he, here's another. Uh, people bring up the, the Don Staley comparison. So Don Staley played in the WNBA. She's 47 years old now, and she uh, she won a national championship at South Carolina two years ago. Don Staley played in the WNBA until 2006. Started coaching at Temple in 2000. Yep. So she did both for like seven years, six or seven years. Mm-hmm. She was a lot younger when she took the job at at uh, Temple than Lindsay is now. Like she had more career left in her in her in the WNBA. But for her to go to Temple like that, if you're wondering, can you balance both? I mean, the season is short enough in the WNBA. It's like May through, I want to say September. So it's a, it's it's not quite like the NBA grind where it might be an eight month season if you go two months into the playoffs. But uh, but if Don Staley was able to do it, and she took Temple in her fifth year at Temple to a 28 and four record, undefeated in the Atlantic Ten Conference, and multiple trips to the NCAA tournament, then took over at South Carolina after she had retired. There's a pretty good chance. I don't want to start her off with a bunch of pressure because they just lost their best player. But I did. This is a fu- right. But it's a it's a fun hire. She seems to have all of the necessary DNA, point guard leadership. Uh, you know, she's you, she's you name she's me, worked under Gino and Cheryl. You Reeves. name me one team or one place that that she's gone and hasn't won. Yeah, every place she goes, state state title. Yes, right? every yeah. but every place she goes, she wins. This is a great move. And okay, worst case, it doesn't work. Best case, it's a lot of fun, and and for this school uh, to make th- this move, which takes some guts, but for this school to make this move from a PR standpoint, to me, is an enormous win. Yeah, so you might look at it on the surface and say that's a PR win, but man, it's, it's but I I agree. I think it's a coaching win. Yeah, I think it's a coaching win. Yeah. So bravo to the women's basketball team and Lindsey Whalen, and um, at some, we're and hoping to get her on too. at some point, but she's got to be so busy, and there's a press conference today. It's taken a chance, but good for him. Yeah. And you know what? If she knew the answer in her head and then answered our question this way, bravo. Coaching or broadcasting would be something that's interesting to me and something that I would look into when I'm done playing, uh, whenever that is, and um, I mean, coaching, I know, is, is a lot of work. I mean, those coaches put in a ton of work. So, um, you know, I have a lot of respect for all coaches and for everybody who, you know, dedicates that much time to, you know, the team and um, the players on the team and making sure they're in their best possible uh, situations on the floor. It's definitely a, definitely a tough job. Um, but, yeah, like I, and like I said, I don't know. We'll just we'll see what happens when I'm, when I'm done playing. Also, one more <laughs> quick thing on this. Yeah. Imagine – all due respect to Marlene Stallings, who did a good job here. I mean, they went to the NCAA tournament, and she did a good. It was a fun style of play. They were high scoring, and they had uh, they had a couple really good offensive contributors who went to the WNBA. But imagine when Lindsey Whalen walks into your living room, if you're a women's basketball player, state of Minnesota, wherever, Midwest, and Lindsey Whalen walks into your living room. I mean, how many in the last twenty years? How many women's players are more credible or are more noteworthy? Or have more championship credibility. And athletes. 
than just Lindsay flat, Whalen. Flat out players, yeah, sure. But yeah. In, in, like yeah, no, in terms of like women's basketball, and you're recruiting in that it's vacuum. Gonna, yes, it's going to generate an excitement surrounding this program that, that that they haven't seen in a long, long time. Super fun, mm-hmm. Dave. What do you got next for us and stuff we should know about? A story from Tiger Woods caddy. And a uh, publication has put together the top 25 players under 25 in the NBA. We'll see where a couple of wolves stand on that list. Mackie and Judd are back. Now, you can tell when they're ready by poking them with your finger. On 1500 ESPN. Stuff you should know about is sponsored by KFC. KFC's $20 Phillips will feed a family of four with eight pieces of delicious Kentucky Fried Chicken, two sides of taters and gravy, coleslaw, and four flaky biscuits for just $20. KFC, it's finger licking good. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please rise. Men, remove your caps as we honor America and the Twin Cities sports scene with the playing of Stuff You Should Know About. All right, Jay Harrigan, did you mention a a Tiger Woods story? I did. You want to start with that? Let's start with that one. All right. I like that Judd now gets to dictate what the first story is the last three or four days. I kind of like where this trend is going. Judd is kind of the the executive producer of Stuff You Should Know About. Dave teases things, and I listen to them. That's that's not No, no, I'm listening now. I'm trying to improve those skills. Yes. So I'm listening to and, what you and say. And that's great. And then I'm asking you about those. Uh, that's great. Judd, or Phil saying you're the executive producer is oh, fallacy and frankly oh, stuff, an insult to myself and stuff and you should know stuff about. stuff you should know about is very upset right yes. now. Are you saying that if there were credits that rolled at the end of this segment, that Judd wouldn't get some sort of production credit on this segment? Uh, he's an extra. He <laughs> is it do- the dolly grip? Yes, exactly. The key grip. Key grip. <laughs> Key grip. Uh, his new caddy, he's had a few of them, but the caddy now is Joe LaCava. He's uh, been caddying for a while, long time, decades around the PGA, a lot of different guys he's worked for. And he shared this story on a uh, PGA or Golf Digest, Golf Channel, something podcast about the very first time he had already met Tiger, but the very first time the two of them actually went to dinner and Tiger invited him to dinner. So I show up at 5.30, I go to the restaurant, and they said, who are you here with? I said, I'm here with Tiger. He's in the back. No problem. So I go in the back. It's 530. He is now already eating his salad, and he's waiting for his steak to be delivered. <laughs> and so, you know, we're talking. He doesn't even, he really doesn't even look up. He's just eating, doesn't even really kind of look at me, but we're talking. And so he literally ate his steak before I got my salad, <laughs> and he finished his meal before I finished my salad, and he literally got up and left. It wasn't in a bad <laughs> way. But come to find out, 5.30 for him means like 5.15, which I found out later. And if you're not there, he's just going to order. He didn't even look at the menu. He wants the porterhouse, you know, medium well, and he wants a salad, and that's it. So he literally had his meal before I even finished my salad, and he was out of there. So Tiger Woods is socially awkward, is what we're learning here. Shocking. <laughs> and he likes his steak medium well. Are, seriously? Yeah, medium is settling at that medium, maybe even medium rare. If yeah, you, want to. you go medium at the very, very highest. Medium rare. Point. Medium rare is where you go. That's Absolutely. what I like. It. Yep, I'm with you. On Tiger that. seems like a, a pretty, too, right? pretty wound up dude, though, right? You just say ketchup on a steak. Yeah, I just debug Dave. Do you actually put ketchup on your steak? I've done it before. Yes. If it's not that good, yes, I do. Have you ever put ketchup on a filet? If it's mignon? good, I don't. No, 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 no. No, but we've all gotten steak that's a little chewy and it's really not that good. I douse that thing. Do you use steak sauce on a regular basis, or is it just if you know, if you get a good steak, yeah, is yeah, it just just the that. meat? Just the meat. Yeah. If if it's good, it's just the meat. Okay. Thank you. No steak sauce. No nothing. It's a very good. But if it's chewy, 
little ketchup, a little steak sauce. Sure. What do we think of Baker Mayfield heading towards the draft here, boys? Baker! I don't know. He's got a, he's got a shot. It's so hard. People have these, like, hardcore opinions on quarterbacks, and no one really knows. Jake Locker is getting... No one knows. Somewhat polarizing, I'm sensing. He is polarizing. He's had some issues, had some run-ins with the law, had some run-ins with other teams on the field. And there's one guy who knows a little something about being an NFL bust who uh, sees a little bit of himself in Baker Mayfield. That would be Ryan Leaf. But you have to evolve in the NFL. You have to be a different person, and not in a bad way. You just have to evolve in a different way where you can deal with things in a different manner. And there just hasn't been any evidence for me, as we saw this past couple of years with his arrest and his actions in the Kansas game and just some of his uh, antics here leading up to the draft, where that would be the case. You know, a good litmus test for me is always when I'm listening to radio interviews or TV interviews, I tend to close my eyes and just listen to the voice and hear the answer. And I always say if it, if it sounds like the 1998 version of Ryan Leaf, there, there's definitely a red flag that needs to be raised there. If Ryan Leaf came to your team or if you consulted Ryan Leaf and you were everything about the workouts and everything about the film and everything you were you're the Arizona Cardinals and you're on you're on him Baker Mayfield's gonna be our guy but then just for like one last consultation you talk to Ryan Leaf and he tells you that what do you do I don't draft Baker Mayfield for sure now here here's my question though are we dealing with an immature sort of punkish kid who could grow up or or do we think we're, we're dealing with a guy with some type of substance problem that's what I can't decide from all, all of this. Is well, this Ryan all... Leaf was both. No, right. But, and both could derail your career. And Johnny Manziel. But, but is, is Mayfield a punk right now who's not maturing, which is a problem for a QB to start with, or or are we all in sort of insinuating, well, he's got a problem too? Is there any evidence that he has substance abuse problems? Has he ever been... Not that I I'm aware think... of. So, I don't remember ever hearing big... that story. I, mean, I don't Ryan think Leaf... that's a thing with him. Ryan Leaf did and it got worse. Manziel clearly did. So if you're if you're telling me that he, he needs to mature, that does concern me. But if you're flat out trying to insinuate that there's way more there, then I have no interest whatsoever. The new cast of Dancing with the Stars is out, boys. It is athletes only this season. Really? Have you guys ever watched Dancing with the Stars? More than I'd like to admit publicly oh. here. Yeah. Never. Mm. I've only the seen David Ross season is kind of all in on that one. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you might be in on some of this since I said it is athletes only. Give me a 1 to 10. 10 being you are absolutely turn, tuned in based on the few athletes I'm going to give you from the list here, all right? You want us to hold up our cards like Carrie Ann and Naba and like the the judges? Or No, okay. Yeah, I know what one of the judges' names is. That's, That's right. Really? This is so disturbing. Why'd, why'd you go down this path, Dave? <laughs> I didn't need to know this about Phil. I can't wait to get to the end of the path because I am at an absolute <laughs> right. 10 with the last name I'm going to give you. Okay. And I've never watched Dancing with the Stars, but, but I'm all in. in. Uh, first, how about Johnny Damon, former ball player? If he goes with the unfrozen caveman lawyer yeah, look say, clean, the entire time, I'm at about a nine. Clean shaven or no? About a nine there. Josh Norman. Kicker? Punter. Cornerback. Cornerback. Oh, cornerback. Yes. Okay, yeah. Like uh, two, I don't know. Whatever. Bores me. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, that's about a nine or a ten. <laughs> he really doing yeah, this? But a nine or a ten. There's the photo. Him oh, looking at the dancing corner. He's about two feet oh, taller at least. <laughs> No, I would, I would not have expected he, that He's going to pick up his dance partner and just sky hook her into the audience. Oh, it's going to be, be outstanding. And oh. finally, if you thought that was exciting, you recognize her? 
I can't see from oh, here. Oh, I saw. I heard about this. Tanya. Tanya. Bleeping. Yes. Parting. Oh, I'm yeah. dancing with the stars. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I heard about this a couple days ago. How She's worried back. would you be if you're the other contestants? <laughs> <laughs> Always looking over your shoulder. Why? <laughs> Why? I was in airplane. <laughs> did Nancy do this a couple years ago? She, she did it. Yeah, was it last year? She definitely did it within the last couple oh, years. Oh, it would have been sure. so much better if, if Put you them got them on in the, the same, same cast. Oh, come on. Oh, that would have been so good. <laughs> I'm sure Nancy would have been thrilled to be a part of that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, if I were to ask you who the best NBA player under the age of 25 is, who's the first name that comes to your head? Uh, well, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, but Joel Embiid, if he weren't injured all the time, I could I could hear a case for him. Who else would be on that? Like, how old is Anthony Davis? He's got to be 25 uh, He is now. now 26. Okay, Correct, so he's yeah, off. No, he is 25, so but he's it's, off it's the, the under 25. So yes, he's off this list now. He was number one last year. It, it would be hard to not pick Carl Anthony Towns. This is a Jason McIntyre uh, USA Today big lead piece. He has Embiid. You mentioned him at number five. Number four, Donovan Mitchell. Carl Anthony Towns ranks at number three yeah. behind the top two, the Greek freak Giannis. Okay, and yeah. number one for him is Ben Simmons. Really? Disagree. You got to be able to hit a jump shot to some degree. Like he's awesome, and he almost I, averaged a triple double in his rookie year. But I put Cat above Ben Simmons. I would too. Um, until Ben Simmons shows got. he can shoot from beyond about twelve feet. Yep. Greek Freak, I wouldn't die on that hill. I yeah. might put him one. I mean, he's not a great shooter too. either, but he, you know, yeah. Well, speaking of, you got to hit a jump shot. There's another Timberwolf on this list. That would be Andrew Wiggins. Of course he is. How long is the list? <laughs> It is the top 25 under 25, so it is 25 names deep. Where do you think he lands, boys? By the way, he's one of the the veteran guys on that list, right? Because yeah. he's been around for four years. Uh, I'd say he, I'm going to say 23. Yeah, he's like between 20 and 25 somewhere. Maybe you're a little bit too close to the situation. Maybe those national folks don't see it as close as they need to. I don't know, but he is smack dab between Laurie Markkinen and Brandon Ingram. At number 12. All right. They Still, like, but, for, 12. but for him, think about that, though. For him to not be one of the top 10 players under the age of 25, having been in the league now for four years, is a pretty huge indictment in itself. Still too high, too. <laughs> and finally, it's back. The controversy that never leaves. The Seahawks had planned for Colin Kaepernick to work out for them earlier this week. And at the last moment, that trip was postponed because a conversation occurred in which they wanted to know what he was going to be doing on the field this year before and during the national anthem. And I don't think he was willing to give them an answer at that point to commit one way or another. And with that still hanging out there, the Seahawks postponed that trip. Some might say canceled it. Depends on how you look at it. But it's a situation here where Colin Kaepernick was going to come in there and work out, and now he's not. All right. So if if you saw if you saw Schefter tweeted that yesterday late in our show and then shortly th- thereafter Ian Rapoport who essentially works for the league quickly put out a report saying no 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 the workout got canceled but here's why no postponed postponed but or canceled but what like you that. but what you played what you played David Harrigan is the exact reason why ESPN and the National Football League don't get along now that's the exact reason why their Monday night schedule keeps getting crappier and crappier. Because good on them, they're, they're doing a good job of reporting stories. Yeah. But this is why Roger Goodell keeps going back to the ESPN people and saying, I thought we were partners. And if ESPN is correct on this reporting and Adam Schefter, how often does Adam Schefter like 
wrong on yeah, stuff I'm sure like this. Right. It's pretty obvious. The owners and the NFL teams are like, well, I mean, no, we just uh, there's just better quarterbacks. Like, I mean, I mean, like this, uh, like Blaine Gabbert is just a better quarterback, right? Well, this makes it pretty obvious that that's not the case. Uh, Doogie with a scoop here in about 15 minutes. Chris Singleton on Twins and Major League Baseball in Mauer. Jim Brunzel at noon to tell some Andre the Giant stories, and it's Game Show Friday as well here on Mackie and Judd. Uh, Judd for Prime Mortgage Lending, though. Thank you, sir. And first, I, I want to talk to you. If you are considering your options when it comes to mortgage companies, I've got an option for you, and it's very attractive. I want to suggest my friends at Prime and Kent McCullough, and here's why. This is not about simply selling you on something. Prime wants to earn your trust. In fact, they would rather earn that trust than sell you a loan. I said that correctly. And that means that while Prime would love to have you as a client, they want to meet with you first and they want to explain their plan and then the decision is up to you. This is about a couple of key things, folks. This is about teamwork and it's about collaboration. That's what Prime is all about. It's what they believe in. And if you're shopping for a mortgage, you can count on Prime to give you sound advice and straight answers. For instance, here is the Prime example, no pun intended. Prime wants to take some of the mystery out of the mortgage process for you. Did you know Prime may be able to put together a program that can pay your closing cost? Not just include them in your loan, but actually pay them for you. Again, they want to earn your trust. That's more important than anything. And here's the website to go to to check it out. GoPrimeWithKent.com. That's GoPrimeWithKent.com. GoPrimeWithKent, K-E-N-T.com. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Sometimes they're misguided, and sometimes it's all a bunch of hot air and, and an excuse to get drunk. Mackey and Judd. Do not like to be told by their elders how things used to be and how things used to be better. On 1500 ESPN. MLB The Show 18 is now out. MLB The Show 18 delivers baseball just the way you like it. Create your own player, customize your batting stance, insert some swagger, and take him to stardom. For those who crave the best of baseball, MLB The Show 18, welcome to the show. Rated E for everyone. Head to the 1500 ESPN stream player to enter to win your very own copy now. Up the middle and through. It will score two runs. And the hometown kid reaches his milestone at after I got out, that inning ended. I was on the, on the field, and the fans, uh, you know, definitely gave me another standing ovation. It was probably the most uncomfortable I've been on a baseball field, <laughs> you know, in a long time. <laughs> it's true. I mean, he's just he's very very antisocial, but not in a not in the way that like you and Judd are antisocial, where you're gonna. I think he's just well, like, we don't like shy antisocial. He got so he's really like he's nice to people. So. He got that hit and got stranded on first base. The in- inning came to an end, and he yeah. didn't know what to do. He didn't and know. They, and they just kind of let him stand yeah, out Yeah, and there. so he just stood there, and they they stayed in the dugout for a while. And so he's standing there, and it's just it was so awkward. Yeah. Because he's sort of trying to wave, and he's like, you just bring my glove here. And then guys come out, and like <laughs> Dozier and Sano and a few guys hugged him. But before they came out, he looked like he had no clue Am I supposed to just sort of wave the whole time? Am I supposed to just sort of give a brief cursory wave? It was pretty funny. Well, normally he would just stand there and wait for someone to bring the glove and the hat out. Yeah. So he was, but, but and then wait a minute. No, they're clapping for me. Yeah. Oh, oh, just no. give me the glove. And Hurry, to, I want to throw ground balls. And then to Phil's point, though, they waited. So they didn't come right. So he's just on an <laughs> island out there. And he's like, oh, I don't really like this. Yeah. Hey, guys. It was, hey. it was perfectly Joe Maurer, uncomfortable and antisocial. All right, I got a I got an email from a friend of mine who 
opines on the uh, the Joe Mauer hate. He's got a theory. I read this to Judd during a commercial break. I want to read it to both you guys and get your thought. This is really deep. This hits close to home. It's like a Minnesota therapy session. So he says, here's my theory on why a lot of Twins fans are either disappointed in Joe or just flat out can't stand him. As the most promising athlete from Minnesota in at least a generation, insecure Minnesotans wanted him to be transcendent. This is a Minnesotan, by the way, who's sending this. Insecure Minnesotans wanted him to be transcendent, charismatic, and powerful. Instead, he was quiet, hardworking, pretty damn good but not flashy, which reminds them of themselves. Minnesota's contribution to baseball is decidedly aw shucks Minnesota and not New York or Hollywood, and it reminds us of our insecurities about who we are and where we live. So we rip him because secretly we can't stand the fact that we live here. I love that. It's a Minnesotan part. who sends that, a self aware email bad. from Minnesota. It's not bad. It's not a bad. It's deep. It's Super not bad. Deep. What do it's you think? It's a theory. Um, do you think there's a little disappointment in that, man, the, the you know, the Yankees running roughshod over baseball for, for a century and like I, this was and the other Minnesotans went on like Winfield to play for the Yankees here's what I and think. Molitor won a championship in Toronto and like this was a chance for a big power hitting I think we want our athletes be, because because we don't do, do this as as people who live here and, and are passive aggressive. I think we want our athletes to take charge. We desperately want them to lead. We want them to take charge. Mauer, I mean, to to the point that you just read, Mauer's a lot like us, and he doesn't really take charge. So yes, I think that there is a it's a valid point that there would be frustration because. When you look at Joe Maurer, you're looking at us. You're not looking at a guy who takes charge. You're not looking at, at a guy who's dynamic. He's good at what he does. But I think among among the reasons why there would be frustration with Joe, that theory definitely fits. If Joe Maurer's, if Joe Maurer had more of a... The difference between Morno and Maurer's personality isn't that great, but I think people have this perception that Morno was much more of a grinder and a you know kind of a... But part of it's because he he had a definable thing, which was a concussion, and, and he hit was, for some power. And, and more was expected of Joe too, from the day he got drafted. Sure, because he was the number one overall pick, and he was our guy, and so the expectation was much high. I mean, Mor- Morneau came up disappointed, and we're like, "Well, that's too bad." Yeah, and then he came on to play well. But we're certainly not disappointed by Justin Morneau's career. We just kind of nope. feel bad that injuries put a dent into it. But with Maurer, we don't think we don't really. A lot of people don't say, "Well, injuries kind of put a dent in it." It's too bad. It was still a really good career. People are like angry at him. It's it's such an interesting I dynamic. Think, it's such I'm an telling you, dynamic. I think it's a book. I really do. Are and, you going to write it? And I think it's a book as much about us as him, more so us. You should write it. I really, I think it's an it's a really intriguing deep dive into our psyches. Have you ever written a book? No, a lot have of you work. Ever, have you ever been approached? I've been a approached, book? yes, and I've oh, and I've said no. What's the closest you've ever come to writing a book? I actually came close to doing one last summer, and then my mom got sick, so I couldn't. Okay. So what was it going to be? It was going to be um it was going to be a stories of Minnesota athletes like a top 50. So like you do one on Mauer and one on Adrian Peterson or but Would yours have been 50 negative stories? I would have found flaws. <laughs> but I do I do, I honestly think the Mauer 50 Minnesota sports I, moments all I don't, negative. See the thing with Joe is I don't think it's one thing. I think it's this big soup that you put together, and it's sort of this perfect storm. 
Salary, personality, bilateral leg weakness, lack of power, which the team screwed him on. So, yeah, to to your point from before, if he had either gotten a concussion in 2010 or 11, or they had just come clean and said, he's got a problem here with his knee. His knees are just bad and he's trying to catch. Yeah. 